This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Some of you there who don't know me, my name is Grace, and I'm going to be very honest. It's not that I haven't been honest, but I'm going to be honest. Was it Monday when you came to me and asked me if I were to interest in um, sharing my heart tonight? So... Um, well, I didn't hear from God, but apparently you did. <laughs> so, um, well, to be honest, if I had taken the easy way, it would be like not do this. So, okay, I have a choice not to do this. So, <laughs> um, so I said, um, so what I may think that I should share today. And so, um, yeah, I trust Pastor Kathy's, I, I trust that she hear from God, obviously. So then I said, I will obey that. And um, um, I will probably just talking about um, some things that God has been ministering to me. And this has been like a really ongoing thing, but at the same time that I want to share my heart in a way that it's not about me having revelations. That's not the point. It's, it's about um, really encouraging each, every one of you as far as our work with God, where we're going in God. So I hope my experience with uh, Jesus talking to me and walking with him in the, on daily basis and just as, as I share and I hope and I believe there are doorways and there are places that you can recognize and you can walk in and experience what God has for you. So having said that, oh, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before, during worship. And thank God that we have a place that we can worship. And we have the freedom of expression. And God can do expressions through our hearts that is due to him and his mighty work, his mighty name, and what he has done for us. So on Sunday morning, we are really extolling the name of Jesus, and we're in this height of worship, and all of a sudden, Holy Spirit was um, asking me this question. And the question was, why do you think that I'm here with you today, right there and then? So is, I said, God, is this a trick question? And no, just simply say, why do you think that I'm here? And um, because we are asking your presence, and we need answers from our daily dilemmas and prayer requests and whatnot. And I mean, you can give all kinds of answers to him. But uh, when I paused during worship and I said, okay, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and what is it? Why are you here? And especially for this house, why are you here? And, and it felt like Holy Spirit was saying, that I came to reclaim, restore imagination. Having said that, think about it. So I think from July, Pastor Kathy uh, started sharing with the scripture, the unhindered trust, right? So when you been listening and meditating for yourself, the word of God that is given to you, and along with the message coming from Pastor Abel and Pastor Gavin and Nate, um, Rafa, and I started noticing, and in Pastor Gavin and Heather and everyone around me, the verbiage and the use of um, words start changing. 
It's not that we haven't speak, spoken those words before. It's just that when God does something, when God starts doing something, there is a, a particular synergy or energy that starts happening with the word that you use. And so, you know, I have to be honest. It's not like every Sunday some messages come forth and I sit there like, whoa, whoa, what a great word. Sometimes like it really provokes you and sometimes makes you angry. Like, what? That's not how I learned it. Or, whoa, I cannot process that up here. Or, you know, I need to go back to whatever your personal space with God and say, I really need to have a conversation with this. And, and when you do this, it's like God saying, okay, make a room for me. Make a room for me, because I have a plan for you. And so when he said that, um, so, I mean, it's not like, well, I've heard you say this before, imagination. And think about it. What Pastor Gavin is bringing is literally challenging us, what are you doing with imagination? What are you doing with your mind? or brain. <laughs> so think on these things. You know, sometimes if we miss it, it's so simple, or we complicate it, it gets so gnarly or whatever, and just we just give so much like energy to trying to figure things out. But I remember when Pastor Barry gave the uh, definition of faith, it's a faith begins with where the will of God is known. But how do you define or assess or how you figure it out what the will is, right? So when he said imagination and okay, imagination. How you define imagination? And so when God was that Sunday, but I am your imagination. In other words, okay, what I'm trying to say is that you all are my imagination. You all came out of my imagination. And I energized you with my spirit. And so tell me more about why you want to restore this imagination feeling like again. It's almost like, well, you need to just reframe things again. So having said that, and then I was, and then he was start talking to me about intellectual properties. So um, sometimes I don't want to assume what I understand intellectual property is not. I don't want to just say it in the, just the breath of like just prophesying. This is what I think it is. No. Sorry. I'm trying to get to that page. So it happened so I didn't bring my notebook that Sunday, so I had to run from sanctuary to all the way to my office, grab the book, and came, <laughs> came back and started taking some notes. So intellectual property is a invention that is the result of creativity, such as a manuscript or a design to which one has right and for which one may apply for Patent, copyright, trademark, etc. So I looked up the patent. It's a government authority or license conferring a right or title to that for a set period, especially the sole right to exclude others from making, using, or selling on invention. So after that, um, sometimes God reveals certain things after I just you know, find the definitions and sit with it. And then he says, when you, when you refer to scripture, like the Christ in you, the hope of glory, and Pastor Gavin has been said that particular scripture so many times, and we all have used it, and we're living in it, actually. And that pattern, the Christ in you, the hope of glory, that I already established the pattern in the kingdom, in the heaven, and through the word. And so, 
it's like he's saying that when I restore, or I already have technically in the spirit, restored your image already. And in that image, there is like a discon disconnection between how you proceed to understand that particular image, how you live out of that. And, and then all of a sudden I started having pictures of, because uh, I came from, obviously you can tell from my accent, um, I wasn't born here, so <laughs> English is not my first language. But anyway, I had this picture of uh, DMZ. Because the nation that I came from, there's like this uh, place called DMZ, Demilitarized Zone. So God started talking to me. So when God started talking to me, it's always applied to my life. Where have I created DMZ in my life? So in other words, you know, what it seems to be a peaceful solution that I may have created is not God's best. So basically, you know, even the natural, this picture of DMZ is that, you know, from north, they just came under that whatever the dividing line. They placed I mean, numerous, I think it's, I think people estimate up to, it's been about 70 year separation. So it's been over probably a million, over a million miles. That's mind boggling. And, and then South had done the same thing. So, you know, if somebody actually escaped the North come to the South, what happens is that that's like considered a miracle because the person came in and hold one piece without stepping on mine. So I was having these pictures, it's like, okay, what have we created as church? Even personally, even as a corporate body, where do we say, okay, Let's make a deal. What seems to be peace is not really peace. You just made a compromise. Is this too heavy for you guys? No. And, and I feel like God, okay, talk to me. Because when God talks to me, like I said, I always apply to myself, okay. And I could, I could name few DMs in my life. Okay, I made peace over this area. And this thing, so I don't have to look ever over ever again. If it explodes, I'll deal with it then. But that's not faith, isn't it? You know? So um, Romans 10, 17, the faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Even Abel touched on last week, that when you hear the word, and basically the, everyone's message, the whole common thread was that you can only hear out of the relationship with Jesus. And when you hear, you don't just hear words. You think about the person who's talking to you and what that person represents and what that person carries, the depth of relationship you have with him. You can feel the person's nature and character all coming together. So what word are you hearing? Or what word am I hearing? Or am I too familiar with certain words that it just comes through this one year and goes out to the next. So I feel like, I know, I know I'm way out of closet right now, but now I'm just saying that it hasn't been an easy road. You know, the funny thing about it is that when Pastor Kathy asked me to speak tonight, I was like, oh, gee, if she only knew, I mean, she kind of knows all my And for, the, for some reason, for the uh, past five, six months, I had this like a really interesting place that I can quite really, I like to have like a definite things, but then quite define where am I going with this. Because on the surface, everything looks going fine, it's good. But there's, on the other hand, there's something is just not quite definite. So, but the interesting is when those things, when I'm feeling those kind of feelings, what it happened is that people start giving me words. I'm not looking at 
particular people here, but they've been giving me words. And then because I've worked with the Lord long enough, when there's always the word comes like, I was like, of course, it's, it's good, it's glorious, like, oh, God cares for me. I receive the word that's beautiful. But at the same time, when you receive it, like, I'm thinking, I'm going to be tested with this. Big time. I mean, that's been a pattern, you know? I mean, God will test you with the word, those words, because not because he just, no, not putting say, okay. No, that's not the point. The point is like, when I test you, I want to taste how good, how well provided you are in this particular area or areas they give it. So I was like, oh. And then I'm still in those few places. And, and then here she's asked me, like, oh, Lord Jesus. You know, what am I, what am I supposed to share? You know, so with that, the imagination part, okay. I'm going to give you a little bit of heads up. If this is training center class, I got my notebook. I got all my um, line by line, the syllabus and all that, and I can go. And done. Good night. I can go home. <laughs> but in like a setting like this, it's like, oh wow, you just, you just pushing me out of boat, and I'm just have to share what's in my heart, and it's a very scary place. So about five years ago, God said, "It's all going to go make sense. I'm going to put it all together later." Okay, just. Just, yes, stick with me. So, so God says, about five years ago during worship, and I, I don't think it's out of blue, but I don't know. And it, it's in my notebook, but it goes, there's going to be massive exodus out of church. And I'm like, ding, ding, <laughs> sending there. Like, okay, massive exodus, exodus, get out of church. It's like, oh, I mean, I said, God forbid. <laughs> well, what does that look like? And so it, naturally, you know, you just kind of like, well, just like I always do, just put in, in your notebook or in your spiritual pantry somewhere, you put that word way over on the shelf somewhere, okay. If you, if I need to take it out sometime and then to look, then I'll do that, so. And then what God started revealing to me over the years, and then 2020 happened. So when 2020 happened, the, the word that was given, I think we all shared that word, was uh, it's time to reset. We've been just reset. And then at the same time, whole bunch of stuff that's been hidden was start exploding all around us, good or bad and ugly, whatever they call it. And then all of a sudden, what's church going to do? Where, where church is? Anybody? And, um, and then, to 2021 rolled in and God talked to me about rest and so that's really like kind of um, big word but at the same time the word rest can get I mean really interesting so basically you got to trust God, in the middle of all chaotic things that are happening all around you, whether it's family issues or your personal issues or even, you know, with the nations and all around, you start thinking about, okay, this is this, um, a lot of people is going and around and people are dying left and right. And, and in the middle of this, you know, you, you're asking all of us to rest. And, um, but God also said, rest, the rest is actually dominion word. When you, when you have a rest, we all know this because we are exercising this. When you rest, actually you're having dominion with Jesus. So 22 rolls in, oh, with 21, with a rest. And then he also talked to me about don't take anything for granted. Give thanks. Give thanks to God. And also... Don't get familiar with anyone or any event or any anybody. 
So that was a big challenge for me personally, because, I mean, in this area, I've had succeeded, failed, and had to repent many times, because sometimes you just like, oh, you just want to say things. But then again, mm, no, you are profitable your own life. You don't want to bind your own hand. You know, I mean, you can, you, okay, let's one, let's get, I know, evil exists, the devil exists, but let's not blame. Because he has no authority over our domain unless you give it to. Because Pastor Barry said, used numerous times that it is your agreement, your agreement with what was happening and the deception. It's, it has nothing to do. Satan only like, Can only deceive you with the lies. So he has no authority over your life. So you need to have like the, uh, the revelation of the authority you have in God. And then I remember this particular thing that happened to me and I just was like beside myself. And it's like, I cannot, yeah, it's a good thing to talk to Jesus, that's good. It's a good thing to talk to the Holy Spirit and pray, that's beautiful. And But I love the body of Christ because when people come to me, give me word, when they have no clue what's going on, and when you receive the word with such a humbleness and, and heart toward God, then that seals the deal. And so Holy Spirit remind me a person's word particularly to me, and, and then that sealed the deal. And I said, okay, God, I received that word. And I have received that word, therefore, I'm sticking with it. No matter how I look at the circumstance, may scream at you like, okay, you're not walking in faith. But who judges that? Only God can. Even like earlier worship, in the beautiful worship setting, and I could just feel his smile on all of us. Because he never deviates from his love toward us. He has like no negative thoughts ever toward us. I mean, that is so beautiful. You know? And sometimes, yeah, we all have a tough day. I remember a couple of days ago. I was like, I was being childish, to be honest. So I just want to vent. So the only to vent is to vent with myself. So therefore, I'm not looking at anybody. I'm not talking to anybody. Drive to work, do the work, go home, and then shut the door and our bed. And period. <laughs> Which I did. But Jesus loves me. <laughs> so the next morning I got up and he goes, Are you done? Yes, <laughs> I, I think I'm done. <laughs> and I feel so good <laughs> after that. So even then, God's like, Okay, you might be loved. That's okay. Once in a while. <laughs> if you do it every day, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway. But I say it because I have a relationship with Jesus. We, we all do, you know. So, um, pray Jesus, Holy Spirit. So that's to 2020, 2021, and 2022, this year, what God told me was, he talked to me about joy. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> wow. You know, it's so funny, like, when you, when you get the word, and then it's like, you get tested every direction, like, Okay, like Joyce Meyer would say, notify your face, and then I come to certain places like, uh, and sometimes like I check my mirror, mirror like, am I smiling? <laughs> am I joyful? But joy is not really whether you have like smile on your face. That's not the point. Joy is that the assurance in you. You know, when you when you sing about the joy unspeakable and full of glory, what does that mean for you? You know, I mean sometimes. Because why where, where I walked for the past five years that I felt like I lived like a lifetime of something in someone else's shoes. Sometimes you just want to separate that experience. 
step away from you know, your own life. Like, I just want to have this beautiful experience, not this painful part. But it's all coming to that one particular place when God says, you're good. I already knew. And um, so that was like my personal work so far up to the point here. So when he said, okay, going back to the imagination part. So tonight, um, I thought about Moses. We all know story about Moses and Moses' life story and how his miraculous birth to all the way to the um, the burning bush experience. And I'm not going to read. If I if I let to read the scripture, I'll do so. But at this point, I'm just gonna talk because I believe everyone here knows about the Exodus three, where Moses encounters um, burning bush. And I feel like that God is really, um, especially with this house, is encouraging us to, when you encounter moments that is so sacred for you, it's not like God's gonna come down and say, Grace, I'm gonna give you this sacred moment right now. So listen up, pay attention. He may say that, or he may not say that. Because you know, you're know you living out your daily life and routine, and there are certain times, whether you're driving in the car or even funny enough, you know, you'll be just uh, having dinner with your family or whatever you do, daily life, your mundane, we call it mundane existence, but God is always glorious in your mundane existence. Because Jesus lived day to day, seemingly mundane existence, but he wasn't. He was with God. That's why he's called Emmanuel. God with us, right? So where are the moments God says, just come to me and sit and let me tell you stories? I mean, I think he is like a beautiful storyteller about your life and individually. Yes, sometimes in the, in the church circles you say, oh, all right, okay, what is the word that you have right now? What's the word that you receive from God that you need to just hold on to? Yes, it's beautiful. And you need to hold on to that. And I need to hold on to this. But in daily dialogue with God, and he asks you to sit. And then he plays like a movie. Okay, this is just my experience, but he plays like probably book or however he talks to you. And he'll say things how is it going with you right now, your life? What's happening? What's saying to you? And, um, and I think Moses was on, at the mountain when he was having that burning bush experience. And I, I, from, I heard some teachers say that the burning bush was pretty common in the desert. So it's nothing like really particular or supernatural about it or you know like bushes the dry bushes catch fire and burns quite often but it happens so if you go back and read um, the scriptures he just had this um, the chance he had this glanced over and something caught his eyes and he started looking and then the angel of the Lord appear and he start having encounters with God. So those moments come to you, not just to a particular people, but those moments come to every one of us. He wants to engage in conversation. So what are the moments when you have to turn and glance over and have to sit? The reason I'm saying that is like, This walk with Jesus can be really glorious, but sometimes it feels really um, frustrating. 
it's not because, you know, he's not with me. Sometimes I want to do my own things. So he just nudges, like, hey, come to me. Let me talk to you. And even with Moses, his experience, we all know his history. He killed um, the Egyptian. He ran. So he lived as a prince 40 years in Egypt. Now he lives like a shepherd in the desert for 40 years. And here he is encountering God. And he says, take up your sandal. That this place you're standing is holy ground. And what is the sandal that God's asking you to take off? Because he's been asking me that. I can, I can name my center quite a few. I love shoes, but at the same time, like, okay, you know, I have to be bare feet in order to stand on the holy ground. What's the holy ground to you? It's like the, yeah, the time and space that God encounters. It's not like he was at his tent and he, having dinner. He was up in the mountain chasing after animals. And here he is, that he cannot run anymore. I'm sure, you know, okay. I love imagination, so sometimes I go after, like when I read the scriptures, you know, I go with Holy Spirit, okay, what it feels like for Moses to run around the desert and this probably, he probably still remembers I was a prince. And now, you know, from one extreme to another extreme, he's living out this existence. But he probably always asked God, like, what am I doing out here? Okay. So I, this is my imagination. So I have my license to just say a little bit. But it's, here, it's like, you know, I was thinking about, you go and then you know how like you carve your name. <laughs> like Moses was here and then probably turned over <laughs> Stones everywhere in the desert. I was here. I was here and just like a nomad. Just and then this encounter with God and, and then and then he he's giving me instruction. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you back to Egypt. And actually when you read And it gives, God gives him instruction. And you go to the children of Israel and say, I think it's on verse 15. Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, he sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial to all generations. Right before that, okay, verse 13, he said, um, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your father has sent me to you, and they say to me, what is his name? And what shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am, has sent me to you. Simple, I am, I am, and sent me to you. So go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your fathers and the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob appeared to me and saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of Canaanites and Hittites and Amorites and the Perizzites and Hivites and to the Jebusites to a land flowing with milk and honey. Then they will heed your voice and you shall come and you and the elders of Israel to the king of Egypt, and you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us, and now please let us go three days' journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord of, of our God. And I'm sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go, no, not even by a mighty hand. So I will strengthen, I will, 
oh, sorry, I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do it in its midst. After that, he will let you go, and I will give the, this people favor in the sight of Egyptians, and it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty-handed. But every woman shall ask of his, her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, so you shall plunder the Egyptians. So earlier I mentioned that there will be massive exodus out of church. I'm not saying the true church of body of Christ is not the ones, and we sometimes call it remnant. But what I'm saying is that I feel like the Lord was ministering to, to me that when church has lost its power, not because they did it on purpose, but because of the compromises, because of um, the lack of passion, because of a commitment, because of uh, losing the first love, because of whatever the reason may be. That's the, um, the Egypt that we created within church. So he's asking us to get out and be the true church, be the real church. Although I know I read the scripture. I mean, if I have the time to really like delve into it, I could do it, but that's not the point of tonight. And the point is that, will you or am I, each one of you are willing to let go? But unless that I know that what I need to let go, I would not know how to let go. So I think we are at a place as a church that God is like truly encouraging us. Remember who you are. Remember how I made you, how I redeemed you. Remember. Because we are built to give worship. And here in the scripture, talking about, I'm going to let you out. I want you to bring, when you tell Pharaoh, I'm going to have my people come out of like three days of journey to the wilderness. What was the, what was the, what was the whole purpose of that? For worship. For worship. Because Israel was covenant people, they are beautiful worship. You know, when we, t when we talk about old covenant and new covenant, I'm very passionate about these two covenant, this book, seemingly not separated. Not separated. It's one book. The whole point of the old, old covenant was not to telling people that you do this right or wrong. The whole point of doing right or wrong was to preserve his covenant nation. It's like you preserve the womb, you keep the womb healthy for the Savior to come so he can fulfill his promise to the humanity. Our birth, the Savior, through natural Israel, but and yet he will bring about the whole redemption for the humanity. So how what church has done, I'm not blaming the church per se, but, but when we lose the spirit of what God intended for the world to bring full revelation of who Jesus Christ is, That's like his awakening to us, like 
I'm built, I have built you for the such a time. Yes, sometimes in the church circle, you were born for the such a time as this. It's like some so like, much like a cliche, but it's not. It is the power and presence of God. So I think God is encouraging us. Like you are, you are my Moses. Go into your world and be the Moses and show the wonders in heaven and release people from slavery and take them out to the wilderness. So don't think of it as the wilderness as like a, a cursed or limited place. The wilderness was necessary for that people to break off codependency over slavery mind, mindset. So you can get independence in the wilderness. You know, the reason why God built the tabernacle in the middle of desert was that the first thing they get up and look at a the structure that was built in the middle of their camp was the tabernacle. Because when you're under the slavery, all you see was master's hand, like what they came back for. There's no thinking required. You just do your do daily task. And then you go home, you go to bed. And that was, that was filled with their imagination. That was their, their imagination was filled with that. But in the desert, when you looked at the God who built this structure, and then the only thing they look at every day, each morning, was the deep tabernacle where the presence of God dwelt. So he is literally doing the brainwashing in the desert to rebuild people's imagination again and again and again. It's not just for that. But remember Joshua and Caleb? Joshua and Caleb, you know the story that out of all the spies that sent to the promised land, these are the only two that survived because their imagination was intact. Their imagination was solid. Their imagination was filled with what the promised land was all about. So we all know the story that people who died in the wilderness because all the generations they had experienced Egypt who have lived in, under the slavery, they had to die. And then this new generation that was raised up in the wilderness, they are the ones that who need to go to the promised land and conquer and possess the land. Okay. I'm telling the Old Testament story, but this is a very metaphorical, but at the same time, God used pictures. Why we love movies. I love movies, especially I love action movies. Okay. Why do you think God gave us I mean, he could have actually given us just the New Testament, okay? You are like in, wow, New Testament people, New Testament, you know, uh, according to Pastor Barry, you are recreated human spirit, human spirit. Your spirit, soul, and body, they're all aligned and intact, you live. But, you know, Jesus had to fulfill the Old Testament prophecies and promises, and on the cross he said, it is finished, he did finish it. So, 
from the beginning, from the Genesis 2, all the way to the Malachi. It is like really a picture or story for us to grab hold of it and say, obviously we are not under the law in that sense, but we can look at it as an example. It's all in the um, Timothy talking about you know, what God's book is, his breath and inspiration. We all know that. But when you approach the word of God, I think God's really saying a whole lot to us individually as a church. And you really need to dwell in the place where God gives you space and then really examine the story of God's telling through our Old Testament. So, so in that, um, be like a Moses. Because Moses was so teachable. And at 80 years old, he had to go back to the Egypt. And then, then he started fulfilling his destiny that was built in God before the foundation of the world. So with the same token, what dreams God has given you? What promise God has given you? I think like when Pastor Abel or um, Nate and Wafa, sometimes when they give their like testimonies and the things that God's like dealing with them, and those are the things sometimes you grab hold of it, okay? And what is my testimony? It's not like in the world you are going after testimony per se, but that shows the intimacy that you have with God and what type of intimacy. And, and having said, said this, I often thought, think about what is love language that God's speaking to you. We all have love language. And I believe that God has like numerous love language toward us. And so whether you dream or, you know, um, having visions, even during worship, God gives you a word. Even somebody comes into you, give you a word. Don't take for granted. Receive it. And I think what is happening with us is really, truly extraordinary. I know I'm kind of everywhere. Please forgive me. But So I want to also share this. The way the church is heading, I know you hear a whole bunch of words and news and prophecies, and it's all good and beautiful. But at the same time, what is saying to you? What is the word that God's saying to you right now? I mean, if you could say, oh, I don't have any word. That's not true. You have word. You have word. Because he's really, really carrying each one of us because we're all going together. You know, I'm a grandmother, and every time I look at my grand grandkids, and I look into their eyes, and I ask Jesus, what kind of world they would inherit? What kind of like great mighty things they're going to be doing for you? Can you dream? Even I, sometimes when I pray, like when I sometimes like, wow, God, I have children that I probably never, never see in my physical lifetime, but I have them. Be the Moses in your domain. I know sometimes my language can be like, what is she saying? <laughs> I just trust Jesus, you know? And then after tonight, you may be driving around certain places, and all of a sudden, like, oh, that's what she was talking about. Maybe, <laughs> glory to God, maybe that. <laughs> so a couple, couple days ago, I guess a couple days ago, sometimes I forget how many days they have passed, I was at this uh, particular place where the worship was... Uh, different from our house, it's okay. 
you know, I mean, we all have different flavors. And I'm sitting there, and then I'm in mean, this worship. It was beautiful. I mean, it's the location itself, the church is like over 100 years old church. And you see the beautiful stained glasses, the worship's going on. And I, can, I could have easily just start singing songs and praising Jesus and all that. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 just sit down. Sit down. Sit down and listen. So I sat down and started listening to oh, these hearts lifting up their voice as if there's nobody's around and praising and worshiping Jesus. And I started sobbing, not because I was sad or anything, but, but I was so moved in the, the longing the longing, it's not like, I don't believe it was like my own personal longing. Well, yes, it could be part of it, but I was longing. Like, Holy Spirit is like, just let your heart go and just be captured in this moment and just let your heart go. And when I did that, and I saw what God was doing in that house, I started feeling what he's doing with this house nation, this particular cities. And he starts giving me, like, there are things that I do behind scenes that you may not, because you may feel like you're stuck. You may feel like, oh, I'm having this mundane existence. You may feel like, okay, I don't know what's going to come up 2023, 24, not? None of that mattered. Just, just capture that. Capture this and feel into your imagination and start glorifying Jesus, start glorifying me. And then, and out of that, and I was feeling for certain individuals that they're calling and what they are standing for. And I start like saluting like people that in my past that who raised me, who raised me to voice, to see things and to release my heart and to pray and to just just come in a room with what God is doing on the earth. And even, even with that church, I just like the church, a person's faith or people groups of faith, build a church to release what God wants to do in this nation and come in a room with that. And on top of that, I was like, wow. Like I could see like a parallel vision of what God is doing with this house, how this house is built. What this is how what this house God wants wants to intend to use for the coming up, coming years, coming generations, come hello generations. If you were like this, like what do you call that? That you collect that oak acorns. I mean, I think you know many of us use use that knowledge numerous times. You have forest in you. You have generations in you. We all have generations in, in us. And so I'm sitting there in somebody else's church, sitting there and listening to all oh, this like sound and voice and the other uh, angelic, you know, I could feel the other, uh, or oh, this like God is just doing so much. And then I happen to see this person worshiping at the piano, the two people worshiping. And the way I said, I could see this person and start sharing a story about when, because this person travels all over the world and sometimes she felt like, am I doing enough? Am I stuck? What am I doing this for? And the cost that she endured, the things that she endured, and what's the purpose of all this? And then she started showing a testimony of how a person who was in captivity and for three months and whatnot and came back and sharing like supernatural testimony. It was you who came into the night. That kept me alive so I could endure the pain that will happen the next day. 
And then everything got so clear for her why she called to be in that role. So what are you called to be in that? There's no such thing as minor task or major task with him. We are his revelation. We are his imagination. You know, when we talk about imagination, it's not just the, like a stationary that you just have something that put on the screen that you just, it's there. No. You know that the uh, uh, book of Acts 1728, that we live and have, we live and move and have our being. You are moving, living, breathing, tabernacle of God. You are the presence of God. We are the imagination of God on the earth. And so what is this? We're to go after and reclaim the people's imagination the way they were built. I think I'm not, obviously, I'm really humbled by this. I'm not really expert in anything. I'm just like listening and paying attention to what God's saying. And even when we get together on Sundays, when we worship together, do you know what's happening? Do you, I mean, it's like, okay, obviously. You don't have to know, but when you let your heart go, behind the scenes, a whole lot of stuff's happening. A whole lot is happening. And even what Pastor Gavin is bringing us, and even when we're going to have a guest this Sunday, I want you to open your heart wide and really submit to the teaching. Okay, okay. When I say submit, it's not like you have to submit, but just let your heart just go place where that God has intended for you to just open up and receive the prophecy reward. I know Pastor Kathy told me, not to say. <laughs> Are you getting this? <laughs> okay, got you. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to just pray. <laughs> Father God. We only hear your voice. We have eyes to see and ears to hear because you have made us. And I thank you, Father, that you gave us truly the sac sacred place of imagination, the Christ in you, the hope of glory. So tonight, seal the things that, that you have spoken, the truth that I cannot even imagine, I cannot even comprehend, but you know. As I obeyed your instruction tonight, that you seal that word. So as people receive or encounter those moments that they dream, the dream that just, just perfect timing for their, for their journey in their lives. And also, give them refreshing and your joy. And as church, we rise up strong. We rise up strong. So from here on, and you 
as people asking you questions and carry, carry certain questions that you're the one who solidify and give them the living word for them to stay and walk with you. I thank you, Father, for your ministry tonight. I thank you, Father, for your everlasting presence with us. I thank you, Father, for the rest, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, in every aspect of people's lives, Father God. So as we get together on Sunday, that the only thing, the only person we see is you, Jesus, alone. And we give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.